State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. See, I come from the school of Tupac. I'm around. Girl, you don't want to what? Man, that's me. Hell, I'm not your average single. Hold up. Ted, I want to ask you a question real quick. Let's just keep it real straight shot with no chaser. I'm going to get a little bit rough. Girl, we don't stand I'm here for those who really believe in the American process. All of us. Straight shot, no chaser. With your girl, Tesla Figaro, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. What's happening, everybody? This is Tesla Figaro, Straight Shot, No Chaser Podcast. You can subscribe at the Black Effect Podcast Network on iHeartRadio. Anywhere you get your podcast, look for Straight Shot No Chaser with Teslin Figaro. As you know, from time to time, I go Instagram live because the energy is different when I am giving commentary and I get direct feedback from those who are listening. Sometimes I add people to the call. Uh, Other times I am just giving you my thoughts on particular comments. And our Instagram lives are so all the way live that we have been uploading it to the actual podcast uh, so that those who follow me on uh, my podcast can hear uh, these great conversations that we have. As you know, I do interviews as well on the podcast, but it's nothing like this raw, real commentary uh, to talk about news of the day. If you follow me, you can also check me out on Black News Channel. I'm a political contributor there. And a lot of times or all of the time, it's not like I just get to go on and on with my points. I may have two to three minutes, maybe five. I'm sharing it with other people on the platform. So there's not always a lot of time to really go deeper into the word, as they say. Uh, And that is what this podcast space allows me to do, to go deeper into the topic and really get into it. So with that said, uh, right now, today, uh, we have the highest uh, record breaking. Today is March 8th, by the way. We have record-breaking gas prices, higher uh, than we have seen uh, in history. In fact, I believe as I'm pulling it up, I think the last time um, that we had uh, this record, and I'm pulling it up as we speak, uh, was 2008. And that's very interesting because that's the year that I actually started uh, my business. And 2008 is when I started my staffing firm. So what really prompted this live is on yesterday, I made a comment about and I'll read the post on my Instagram. I said, I see working from home is trending. And then in parentheses, I said, I get it. Now, what does that mean, family? That means I get it. I understand the work from home concept. But truck drivers can't work from home unless you expect them to drive in and out of the driveway. Waiters and waitresses can't serve tables unless you expect their kids to tip them at the dinner table. We need a solution that helps everyone. Now, I'm going to show y'all how y'all do in the comments. Now, I clearly said, in parentheses, I get it. 
Meaning I understand the work from home concept. Don't have no problem working from home. I gave examples on people who can't work from home. And then I said, we need a solution that helps everyone. Now, this is Twitter. So you have a limited amount of character space. So you can't really go into detail in the context and get deeper into it uh, the way I would love to. But I clearly said we need a solution that helps everyone. Now, family, that line right there doesn't, doesn't say that we only need one solution. It says we need a solution that helps everyone, meaning we can have various solutions on the table. Somebody say it with me, class. Various solutions on the table. If you follow me, you know I am big on two things can be true at the same time. We, the society at this point, and I guess social media and the the two-minute uh, attention deficit disorder that we have on social media, people have a real hard time with critical thinking, deductive reasoning, understanding, oh, one thing can be true and another thing can be true at the same time. People really struggle with that. They get so zoned in on one thing and they're so quick to jump into the comments, not reading the, the caption, not looking at the entire situation because there's this need to express, this need to be heard all of the time. And sometimes we're loud and wrong or we're inaccurate or we don't look at the complete picture, which is why I really hate Instagram, but it's where the majority of you are. But I hate Instagram because it's anti-information. It doesn't allow you to share links. Even if you put a link in the comment, people can't click on it easily and read it. It's all about pictures and all about videos. And it that to me is anti-information. It's not designed for you to read more, understand more, get more in depth. The whole concept of Instagram is giving you one bit of information and running with it, which I think is a setup, by the way. Which is why some companies in China that have the uh, TikTok model won't even allow it unless it is educational because they believe in educating their people and not just entertaining. We have been set up our mindset to entertain, which is why when I uh, go live, a lot of times I just put the audio up and people will say, why I can't see you? Why I can't see you? Because you're more concerned if the bangs are banging, if the lipstick is popping, what am I looking like today? What's going on around me? All of that, instead of just being really focused on what it is that I'm saying. So all of that is a setup and that's a conversation for another day. But I want to tell you what you guys do when you do that. When you jump into the comments and say, well, I don't think they saying we shouldn't work up, uh, that we shouldn't look out for manual labor. I'm saying we should work from home. I need to work from home. People should work from home. You start listing all these reasons on why you should work from home. Some of you do it intentionally. Some of you do this not even really knowing what you're doing. And I'm going to show you what, what it is that you do. It's the same thing of when I am advocating for pro-black and I'm saying let's uplift black people in this particular area. And somebody jumps in to say, yeah, I get it. But what about white? What about Asian? What about Hispanic? What about everybody? What about, what about, what about? You literally, when you do that, you're literally doing all lives matter. That's what you're doing. If I'm saying, let's not forget about those who do manual labor and also folks who work in the office and still can't work from home because there's certain jobs Shout out to my cousin that just joined. When I had asked her a few months ago, could you work from home? She told me her particular job has a computer system that is not something you can work from home. So there's even people in the office that still can't work from home. So if I am advocating for people that cannot work from home, it does not mean that I am anti those who work from home. Now, let me give you a couple of facts about myself because facts are important. I was the branch manager for ADECO, the largest staffing firm in the world in 2007. 
Prior to that, in about 2005, I believe, I was a branch manager at Robert Half International, the third largest staffing firm in the world. And in 2007, the end of 2007, when I was laid off during a recession, that's when the recession started in 2008, which is why we just broke the 2008 record for gas prices. That's when I started my company, The Allied Group. I started a set. Shout out to Spud, y'all. I, I got a lot of good compliments from Spud. He just joined. I started my staffing firm in the middle, at the beginning of a recession where gas prices were high. Nobody was hiring. I had the audacity to start my staffing firm to put people to work when nobody was working. Okay? So, and right now I sit on a board uh, of a staffing firm that does about 80 million a year. And I'm always telling my client, allow those who can work from home to work from home because there's many pros with working from home. There's some cons too, but productivity, yes, there's some pros, but some of y'all ain't productive at home. Let's just keep it real. There are some cons to it as well. There's some benefits to working in the office, but we're going to have that conversation another day because humility got to deal with you right now. This is about humility right now. So I started my business in 2008. I didn't make a dime in 2008. I went and worked temporary, uh, selling mobile phones, doing what it is that I had to do just to be able to, uh, at that time, I had an office that I only had to pay a couple of hundred dollars a week just to be able to interview people to, to come in. I stabbed volunteers for free for the Urban League, for the Tom Joyner Festival, for 100 Black Men, for Black Enterprise. We did over 50,000 hours for free that year just so I could show that I had the ability to not just work at the first and third largest staffing firm under somebody else's dollar, but I had the ability to get people to work and to show up and do and outperform everybody for free. So when it was time to get my contract in 2010 with the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida, I was able to say, I can do, I know I can handle putting 150 people to work. Spud, you got some uh, comments in there saying they enjoy the podcast. I can put 150 people to work every 24 hours with this contract because I was able to show that I was able to do it with the receipts. Somebody say receipts. I know y'all say, well, you don't have to explain all that. You ain't got to explain it to nobody. Well, the only people that say I ain't got to explain it to nobody are people that don't have receipts. See, I love explaining my shit to people because I want you to know where this is coming from. So when I get into this humility part that I'm getting ready to get into a minute, you know that it's coming from a place of love or it could be disrespect, however you want it. But it's mainly coming from receipts based on I did this. I did it and I'm doing it now. So when I'm advocating for those who cannot work from home, when I'm advocating for manual labor people, when I'm advocating for those in the office that cannot work from home, understand that two things can be done at the same time. I can say I want you guys to be able to work from home. But what about the other people that cannot do it? And me advocating for them is not a diss to you. Can I say it again? Me advocating for them is not a diss to you. And sometimes, as I had a conversation with Spud, we, we going back and forth on the word ego. Sometimes your ego and needing to be heard and triggered uh, makes you jump in these comments and say like the other brothers, shout out to the brothers that could do both. Because I was acknowledging brothers that get their hands dirty every day, which I love. And he had to come in and say, well, I could do both. But shout out to those that do both. Why did you think that was a diss? Why did you have a problem with me uplifting brothers who do manual labor? You thought it was a diss to you. Shout out to the brothers that can do both. Well, guess what, brother? You're not doing both. You're typing somewhere 45 words a minute. So why do you have a problem with me uplifting brothers that wear uniforms? Oh, I know what it is. 
because you've been told that as long as you go to college, as long as you get these degrees, as long as you do whatever, whatever, then women are always going to put you on a higher level. Can we go deeper in the word? Can we go deeper in the word? So a lot of this has to do with, oh, shit, she's acknowledging the Amazon truck driver. She's acknowledging the warehouse driver. I'm sorry. I thought I was better than him. So why is she not acknowledging me? That's what it really comes down to when we talk about the male and female dynamic. I know y'all say it don't have nothing to do with it, but it do. It do. Two things that motivate men will send their pocket and will send their pants. And anytime I trigger something about the pocket where I'm saying, shout out to those brothers making 15, 17, 18, $20 an hour, it triggers men who make more. And anytime I talk about something in the pants, when I talk about my well-endowed brothers, it triggers you average at best brothers. Every time. That's just what it is. I'm not calling men simple, but that's really what it is. And women, we do the same with attention from men. But we can have that conversation another day. But I'm trying to weave all that in because I want you to know the psyche of those that get into the comments that feel it was so important to say shout out to the brothers that do both. I'm not talking about the brothers that do both. I'm talking about the brothers that just do that. I'm not anti, just so we're clear, I'm not anti-education. I have two degrees. I look forward to my third. I have a master's in adult education, actually. That's why I'm schooling you now. So let's let's be clear about that. I've also done manual labor jobs that a lot of people would never do. When I had to start my business all over again after building it up to 300 employees, we don't have to guess. All you got to do is go put Tesla Figaro, it's only one, and put Orlando Business Journal in the Google, Tesla Figaro Orlando Business Journal. And then you'll see the video where it says Orlando Business Journal winner, women who mean business in 2012 for 300 employees. It says you don't have to guess. It says that I did it, pay my own taxes. So when I hear people say, well, he literally said it goes with the territory. Those jobs go with the territory. Let me tell you something, brother, sister, whoever you are. Do you know that as a boss, first of all, I I run my own business. Let's get that straight. Let's get that straight. Do you know that I could say to you, well, you office workers, because there are people that think that way, that, that look at office workers as beneath them. I could easily say, well, you office workers, you knew what you signed up for when you started working. I used to do it in the staffing industry. And I say, you know, you had to be at this job at such and such time. Why didn't you show up? I could have that same that same uh, mindset with you and tell you and pull a Damon Dash on you, a Dame Dash and say, well, y'all should have been a boss. Why you wasn't a boss? You wouldn't have to be no office worker if you was a boss. So damn you and your high gas prices. Do you realize that I could have that same attitude with you brothers and sisters that work in the office that's looking down on those who don't work in, who can't work from home? Do you know that I could say to you, well, you should have been a boss because if you was a boss, you wouldn't be having to go clock in for anybody. But see, I'm not saying that to you. So the nerve of you to say it to anybody that can't work from home. Can I say it one more time for those in the back? The nerve of you who do not sign the front of any paycheck to look down on anybody because they can't work from home. I could pull a Dame Dash and tell you where you should have been your own boss. But see, I know that everybody's not an entrepreneur. I know that everybody don't need to be their own boss. And I know that if everybody took Dame Dash's concept, then guess who will be working for Dame Dash? Nobody. He wouldn't have anybody working for him. It sounds good on the videos. It sounds good to inspire you. But at the end of the day, somebody got to work for Dame Dash. So I believe in showing respect 
to those that get the job done. See, the name of my company was called the Allied Group. Our mission was we are a horizontal organization. For those that don't know who are not familiar with HR, you have horizontal organizations, which means that's how you manage. I was not a vertical organization, meaning the top down. I don't do my politics that way and I didn't do my business that way. It's why I thought, why I knew I could do staffing better than Robert having a deco because I believe in a horizontal organization. So my mission was the ally group. We are a horizontal organization. Nobody is above or beneath our clients, our community and our candidates, meaning my job candidates drive our direction, which meaning that I'm considering all three when I place people on jobs. We don't have to guess. I told you guys the receipts multiple times. In 2011, when the NBA went on strike, these are real receipts. All you got to do is look it up. All you got to do is put Tesla Figaro NBA lockout and look it up. You'll see the clip on TV where I said, even though they're on on strike, what about my employees that still have to take care of Christmas dinner? Literally, the city of Orlando told me to say nothing at all. Because Orlando was still getting their check from the NBA, even though nobody was playing. I literally was told to not say anything at all. And guess what, folks? It wasn't going to affect me. Because remember, I'm a boss. I'm going to figure it out. But I had to be concerned with uh, Aaron Clark, who had just did 10 years and was doing a job the righteous way. And was willing, was humble enough, unlike some of y'all, humble enough to go shake a bell at the Salvation Army until things got right. Somebody had to speak up for Aaron. Now, I could have took the attitude that a lot of y'all have and say, well, shit, I'm getting mine, so what do it matter? But I had to speak up for Aaron Clark because who was going to stand up for Aaron Clark? And then not only did I get that accomplished for my employees, making sure they got vouchers for electric, uh, uh, food, in their pantry, all type of stuff during the holiday season. It also opened up the door, not just for mine, but everybody who worked at the Amway, which was over 1,500 employees, because I decided to have the audacity and the balls to speak up. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. 
I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. So when I'm speaking up for things, understand it's not for me. It's for thee. Can I say it again? It's not for me. It's for thee. For the least of these, those that do not have. And can I tell you something else while we going into the word? Can I tell you when I came up with that whole concept, since we got the witness right here in the comments, when I came up with the concept, Lord, give me something that, that'll, that'll, that'll make it pop, that the media pay attention to, I named it Assist the Bench, meaning we have to take care of those on the bench. Can I tell you when I came up with that concept, since a lot of y'all shouted out Spud, I did that the weekend that I went to see him in Beaumont, Texas, when he was doing federal time. And in the when you go see your loved ones, there was a nursing home, an old nursing home that was about that was across the street from the, the prison. And they allowed you to stay there so that you didn't have to drive way to a hotel somewhere and you could be their first person in line, which I was always the first person in line, by, by the way. And be right across the street from your loved ones. So while I was saying this ain't about bragging, this is about calling you guys out on your humility and your empathy. While I was figuring it out for the people in Orlando, I was at nighttime. That was the night that I was in uh, waiting to see Spud the next day in prison. And I used my time waiting to see him to figure out. Oh, let me say that again. I used my time waiting to see him who was doing time to figure out how to make somebody else's time better. Can I say it one more time? While I was waiting to see somebody doing time, I was figuring out how to make somebody else's time better and I was using my personal time to do it. And at that particular time, for those of you this morning that said, wow, you know, I really love Spud's interview. He's really grown as a person. Can I tell you what he was saying then? Because he wasn't saying what he's saying now. He asked, why? Are you using your time? Shout out to you, Greg. Why are you using your time worried about people that can't never do nothing for you? Can I say it again? He'll tell you. We've talked about it. He's in the comments. He said, why are you spending your time on strangers who ain't going to do nothing for you, who don't have your back? Because he was speaking from a place of People that he thought had love that didn't show love. Because, see, you start feeling that way after you start doing 10, 12, 15 years. People that you thought had love that didn't have love. People that you thought weren't going to set you up that set you up. So you speak from a place of resentment and pain and fuck them if I'm going to worry about me. But I said, no, but see, I still got to worry about them because, see, the nerve of you, because I'm coming here to visit you. See, I could think that way about him and say, well, why am I coming to spend my time and getting on a plane 1,500 miles away to come see you and be the first one when they call out, when they call. See, it meant a lot to him when he would, when they would call you out. See, unless you ever went to see somebody in, in, in federal prison, not jail, unless you ever went to see somebody in federal prison, then you don't know what I'm talking about. But when they have count time 
it takes count time stops the whole thing where they got to count and see who's here and this and that. And it, ta- it, it can take like a whole hour away from your time. So it was real important that for Spud, for me to be right there as soon as the gates open so that he didn't get caught up in count time. I got a word for that, too. Can I say it again? It was important for him that I was there. So he didn't get caught up in count time. So when I am advocating for other people, I am trying to make sure that people don't get caught up in the count time. Ooh, I'm preaching the word today. I am trying to make sure that people don't get caught up in the count time. And guess what? I'm not, I don't have to do no count time. So I can come from a place of arrogance and ignorance and lack of empathy to say, shit, well, hey, I get there when you get there. You see me when you see me. I don't have to rush and be the first one there. The fact that you even telling me what time to be here to nerve of you. But I understood the importance of for him to get every single minute that I was there visiting him. I knew the importance of making sure that I was the first one there and bringing in $20 worth of quarters. Can I have a witness? Maybe ain't none of y'all went to see nobody. But it was important to have $20 worth of quarters. And I went and got all the stuff in the vending machine to make sure that his spread was laid out. Made sure because I know he liked the chicken wings. Made sure I know he liked the nachos. Made sure I know he liked to have two or three orange juices. Made sure, okay, let me make sure I get that fruit punch. Let me make sure that I'm able to go before everybody gets here and lay out what you don't get behind the wall. See, that's what I do in politics. I'm laying out what you don't get behind the wall so when somebody comes say well you should be we talking about people that work from home and it just go with the territory no 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 i'm talking about the people that don't have the opportunity and it's not the time for you to speak up and do an all lives matter because i'm not your peer homie i'm not your colleague homie because i'm a boss i don't work in no office period and guess what being a boss is always available if you want to come on this side you want to come on the grind side, then come on over because you're going to pay your own taxes. You're going to get laid off every 30 days. Every time a contract in, you're laid off. You're going to have to make sure that you take care of your own health care benefits. It ain't no PTO. It's 24-7 working. It's grinding. You can't get no help to ever really grow because every time you try to hire somebody, they half-ass do the job. You got to fire them. You got to whatever. You're going to be stagnant. It may take you 20 years before you are 100% profitable. So y'all ain't ready for that boss life. So the nerve of you to work in anybody's office and look down on somebody that can't work in the office. The nerve of you. The audacity of you. So when I say that we need other solutions, working from home is one. But I also propose perhaps we should be having conversations about a gas stipend. Because what about people that even in the office still need to get to work? They still got to go to work unless y'all know about some gas station that's only going to be available for people that can't work from home. What about the manual labor people? They got to drive to the warehouse. They still got to pay high gas. So are you saying to hell with them? Is that what you're saying? As long as I got mine, I'm good. You better hope that I don't never get like that. You better hope that a lot of people in the in the movement never get like that. Because if I was just about me, baby, I wouldn't be uh I wouldn't be pushing for none of this. I wouldn't be pushing for uh mass incarceration. I've never been locked up. I've never been arrested. I don't have no felony. 
So what do I, why would I be pushing for uh, mass incarceration? The nerve of you. I tell Spud all the time, the nerve of you, you, the homies should be leading the charge. Why am I leading the charge? Y'all the ones with the felony. Y'all should be leading the charge. The nerve of you niggas. Literally the nerve of you. The nerve of any of you that work in, in any office for anybody to be looking down on people that can't. The nerve of you. Because you do realize that you're a worker, don't you? Do you realize it? Oh, okay. Well, I'm here to help you. Not to put you down, but I'm here to help you to think about your other brothers and sisters. Because the nerve of you. And lastly, when I'm advocating for those for the least of these, I'm not even just talking about those of you that I don't know. Not just those that I don't know, but literally the people that I love. So my family, before my dad lost his way, he was a sky cap. Y'all know what a sky cap is? I know a lot of people don't even really know what a sky cap is because we don't use them anymore, but they're the people at the airport that carry your bags. So before my dad lost his way, that's what he did. My mom was a secretary at a news station, which is why I've always been around TV, but she still was a secretary. She wasn't a boss. My paternal grandfather worked at the post office. My paternal grandmother drove the school bus and worked in the cafeteria after she drove the school bus. My maternal grandmother was a beautician, never worked for anybody, always owned her own business. She was on her feet all day. My maternal grandfather owned his own business, never worked for anybody. He was a mechanic on his feet all day. My aunt, right now, my closest aunt, worked for 25 years, half of the day, seven to two. She was an orderly taking care of uh, elder people and change, you know, CNA type work. And then from three to midnight, she cleaned hospital floors for 25 something plus years. So. In my family, when I say my immediate family, meaning mom, dad, brothers and sisters, not my whole family. My uncle on my daddy's side is the only one with a college degree. Other other than me, and he works in a sales environment where he sells uh, mobile homes and he can't work from home either. My uncle, rest in peace, my cousin I talk about all the time, worked for over 25 years as a garbage man for and waste sanitary for the city of Houston. I'm the only one in my immediate family that has two degrees and that's not dissing them. It's what I'm trying to tell you is you're not going to encourage me to forget about my loved ones. See, that's where y'all get the game twisted. Because see, when I got off at the bus stop and I didn't have nothing to eat because my mom couldn't always afford to get a house full of groceries because we wasn't on food stamps. So we didn't go get a house full of groceries. My grandmother, when she was living at the time, after she dropped off her kids on her bus because she was a bus driver, she would drive over to me to make sure I had a sandwich. Can I say it again? After my grandmother dropped off everybody, she would come drive to me and make sure I had a sandwich, something to have in my belly when I got home at night because my mother was working 10 professions literally 
working during the day at Channel 4, doing notary at night, selling real estate on the weekend, selling Herbalife between time and the meantime, cosmetologists doing curls back in the day. So you want me to get to where I am now to forget about that? Not going to happen. Shout out to Christy that said who's on here now from Tulsa. She said, and Spud, you weren't on here earlier. You can love your food stamps. Love them. I'm not asking you if you love them. I'm talking about my mama did it grinding without it. It ain't dissing food stamps trying to tell you where I come from. She refused. She didn't have government assistance in no way. Not Section 8. Not no stipend. Not no food stamps. And she didn't sell her body and, I didn't, and she didn't have men running in and out the house. Can I say it again? I know that's going to trigger some of you. But my mama, and this ain't dissing those who do, do what you do. Now, my mama was fine as hell now. Shout out to Greg. He's here. He knows my mom from day one. All of the young brothers like, I didn't say she wasn't getting down. She got a groove on. What I'm saying is she wasn't selling her body, selling ass to be able to put food on the table. That's what I'm saying. So what I'm not going to do is disrespect her memory, her legacy, the people that poured into me when I had nothing to make you feel better about you having an opportunity to work from home. Two things can be done at the same time. I can advocate for you to be to work from home at the same time, and I also can advocate for those who can't. It's going to be both around this bitch, and if you don't like it, then go talk to your peers, because I'm not your peer or your colleague. Go talk to somebody else, because you don't need to be trying to encourage me to not advocate for things that don't affect me, because if that's the case, I wouldn't advocate for a whole bunch of shit. When earlier, when Chrissy said, oh, I love the fact that you always bring up Spud and always talk about him, I'm glad that she loved that, but I don't have no choice. Even though Spud get on my nerve, we stay. I stay blocking him in out all that. He'll tell you he get all straight up on my nerve. Somebody earlier said, oh, man, he's really grown and he's this and that. It wasn't always like that. And he's still growing. But you know why I always talk about Spud? Because how can I forget? How can I forget when I wrecked my car in, in 1994 and I couldn't page my mama or my stepdaddy or my grandma or my grandpa or my aunt? Nobody in my family. And when it was time to get the car towed, this happened twice, by the way. It was Spud that I called. He's the one that stopped doing what he was doing to come over and meet me on 122nd and Penn and made sure that my car got towed to my grandfather's shop who owned the shop, which he didn't fix the car, by the way, because he wasn't a body worker. But I'm just giving you context to the story. So how can I forget that? How can I forget that? It's personal to me. How can I forget when um, and I was talking to a friend of mine, the other day, she said, yeah, but, you know, you really don't owe anybody anything and I said that's easy to say sis because you've always had your parents who were able and willing to help but when you've literally had nobody and it's not that you don't have family it, it takes two things willing to do it and the capacity to do it the capability to do it meaning you can want to help but if you're broke what can you do to help so it was the homies in the street that helped so it's not glorifying gang banging glorifying that life no, I am recognizing that without him and two others, by the way, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do the things that I did. Because if Spud, wasn't, if Spud didn't come bless me when I wanted to move to Dallas and didn't have nothing, didn't have a job, didn't have a place to stay, was being a waitress, for those of you who are above waitressing, didn't have nothing, met a complete stranger. She told me, hey, you can stay on my couch for $300 a month. My husband just walked out on me so you can pay that 
and I'm going to help you get on a Geico, which she did, by the way. And it was the first time I ever had one job that paid all the bills. It was Spud that gave me the money to turn in the car that I just, because I wrecked my car. So I was in a rental car. I was driving around a rental car for like two, three months. The bill was high as hell. I didn't have no two, three thousand dollars to turn in. So I just kept driving it aimlessly till I could figure it out. Can I give a word on that? Sometimes you just got to keep driving until you figure it out. And while you're driving, when the gas price is so high, what do you do under the pressure? Going back to 2008, when it was the recession, when when they said ain't nobody hiring, I still started a staffing firm under the pressure. Some of you that got to get a check every two weeks, you can never work under the pressure that I do. So the nerve of you to look down on anybody. The nerve of you. That's why humility is coming to pay you a visit. You could never do it. And that ain't dissing. That's just telling you what it is. Because if it was in you, you would be doing it. You don't have the motivation to go past five o'clock. You go eight to five. You come home, you sit around, weekends, you're clubbing. So the nerve of you to look down on anybody. I'm here to let you know, baby, it's always, it's levels to this shit. So while you thinking you better than somebody else, it's levels to this shit, homie. And you, and since you're working for somebody, let's let us not look down on other people that's working for other people too. Because you're working for other people too. You're all employees as far as I'm concerned. That's how Dame Dash would look at it. And that ain't this to nobody. I'm just here to remind you. Some of you get a little bit above yourself. You forget. See, I don't forget. That's what helps me advocate and do the things that I do. I don't forget. I'm not going to forget Spud, who helped me get to Dallas. Why would I forget that? But then when I went to see him in prison, when we reconnected, I had to remind him, Spud, the nerve of you, to say I shouldn't be spending time on people because it ain't worth my time. The nerve of you when I'm spending time with you. So I'm always, yeah, we're going to point it out. The nervous part to say that. Like the other dude last week that I had to block. They don't need niggas somebody want to listen. And that's their problem. They did say that. The nerve of you. You did time too, nigga. So who are you to talk about what other niggas doing? When you did time, homie, I ain't did no time. So the nerve of you. Y'all got to always remember it's levels to this shit. Somebody said, Spud, you're a role model for women and men. Thank you for your testimony. Yeah, the nerve of you. And that testimony that y'all hearing Spud do, uh, that wasn't always his testimony. Somebody had to have a conversation with him to let him see what he did not see. Guess who that somebody was? It was me. But you know why I was that somebody? Because he believed in me when my aunt said, no, you probably shouldn't move. It's a bad sign. You got in a car accident. Why don't you stay home? Because she never pushed herself outside of her comfort zone. So I pushed myself out of my comfort zone and it was Spud that looked out. And then when I went, uh, when I went out, it was L who was a crip. Y'all know this Spud's a blood and, and we make no, it is what it is. It was L who was a crip that I said, hey, can you take care of my apartment for three months while I go to Dallas? Take care of my apartment because I've never had a co-signer in my life, not even my mama. She refused to do it. My mama was tough on you for real. So, L, hey, take care of my apartment for three months while I go do this. And he went and took care of the apartments for three months. And guess what happened? This is a real true testimony. When you're doing time and then before they ship you off to do your time, you know, a lot of time people that know people that do federal pen penitentiary time, you get moved around a lot. And Spud and L ended up being at the same place at the same time at one particular time. And they had a conversation about me and how proud they were of me and the things that I'm doing and so forth. And guess what? 
neither one of them was my man. Just in case y'all wondering, neither one of them was my man. I didn't have to give them none. Didn't have to do all of that. We can have that conversation another time because I know y'all thinking she probably. No, I was just a dime piece. And Spud just always looked out. That's just is what it is. He did say he was going to give me one day. But at that particular time, he was not my man. So it's called having it's called the homies respecting you and what you're doing and where you're trying to go. This is why when people diss people like that, they don't know everything about them. And they don't know that although they've made mistakes, they've also invested in people like me. But you don't know that because you've never had a conversation with your cousin or whoever it is. And because nobody looked out for you, you have resentment in your heart. And it stops you from helping somebody else. And see, I could have resentment too and say, well, my mama didn't help me. My dad didn't help me. And y'all just need to figure it out. But see, I didn't do that because I asked, asked the Lord to remove resentment from your heart so that you can have empathy for somebody else. Because the moment you have empathy for somebody else is the moment that your blessing will come through and bless you. But you cannot trick the system when y'all say, well, I'm blessing him because I figured if I bless him, I'm going to get blessed. See, that's called tricking the system. See, you can't trick God. He know that if you're doing it just for an ulterior motive to be able to get something back, you're not going to do it. It has to be. He's not going to do it. It has to be from sincerity. You really kind of got to give a damn. He knows your heart better than anybody. So you're not going to be able to trick him in the system. The third guy that helped me during that time, Jose, so big weed, Mexican Jose. When I went to the military, it was Jose that took pay care of took care of all of my credit cards and paid my car note for three months because my car note was five hundred and something dollars. Basic training was only six hundred dollars. I couldn't afford to do both. So it was Jose selling big weed from Mexico that took care of that. Spud says thank you to everybody who's in the comments. So how can I forget the blood and the crip and the Mexican, even though I advocate black? How can I forget that? I can't forget it. So that's why you hear me talk about mass incarceration for first time nonviolent offenders. Spud was a first time nonviolent offender who was sentenced to 17 years. First time, nonviolent, never caught with dope in a conspiracy through the war on drugs, the crime bill. So when I'm talking about the crime bill, it's personal to me and you're never going to be able to get me to see otherwise. And it don't have nothing to do with no Trump. And you trying to help Trump. I don't give a shit about Trump. I'm talking about 1994 when I met this man. That's who I'm talking about. I'm not talking about Biden and Trump. See, y'all just start paying attention to this. I'm talking about. That And I'm talking about the last, just even being reconnected to him the last 11 years, watching him do time behind the wall and what that does to you mentally, physically, emotionally, watching your sons grow up, all of that. And I know some of y'all say, well, he should have made a better choice. Nobody disagrees with that. He will tell you. He will tell you. I absolutely take responsibility for my crime. What I'm saying is, is it necessary to over sentence, over punish, to take damn near 20 years from somebody's life for a nonviolent crime on the crack cocaine disparity when people that sell cocaine didn't even get half that time. So when you hear me talking about that, know that I'm not talking about violent offenders. I'm not talking about everything all the way across the board. I'm talking about one particular situation with the crime bill.
I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But y'all don't read that. Y'all don't listen to that because all you see is the caption or the quote that I make and you immediately go in the comments needing to be heard. And I know why you need to be heard. You need to be heard because you feel nobody around you is listening. Can I say it again? You need to be heard because you feel nobody's listening. They're not listening to you on your job. They're not listening to you at home. Your family don't listen to you. So you sit up all day long and volunteer your comments all day long opposing people like me not realizing I'm trying to make sure that you're heard. I'm trying to make sure that you're heard. And so that's what I do. And when I'm speaking for people, it's not from my own personal experience. It's from the experiences of others. Because in the end, I want to be found righteous. Righteous don't mean perfect. It means Matthew 25. That says. What did you do? I'm paraphrasing. What did you do when they were in prison? What did you do when they were homeless? Did you give them a shirt? Did you go see them? Did you give them food? What did you do? And y'all can say, well, I reached out to such and such in the DM and she never got back. And I didn't have a platform. and Wasn't nobody listening. And they didn't click the likes and didn't this, that. And I tried and all that. See, I don't want to hear from none of that. Because guess what? I'm a bona fide hustler. Didn't nobody put me in this shit? I grinded every single thing that I did. I had to prove myself time and time again. It wasn't no college friends. It wasn't no sorority sisters. It wasn't no daddy. It wasn't no mama. It wasn't no family. Didn't nobody put me in this game. It's called hustling. It's called muscle and hustle. It's called keep knocking at the door until somebody eventually say yes. And even if they don't say yes, I'm going to keep knocking at the door. That's what it's called. That's what it's called. So don't nobody feel sorry for you. They ain't listening to me. So what? I got the videos to prove it. I was on the mic blog talk radio for $39 a month. Wasn't nobody listening? I wasn't worried about who was listening. I was worried about making sure that I put it out in the atmosphere. That's your problem. Y'all only want to respond when somebody listening and giving you an applause all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep on saying it. Keep, keep. Yeah, that's right. Don't work that way. You tell the story. You don't know who's listening. 
You waiting on an applause? We don't need your type. Because that ain't going to last. Because in the game, is you're going to get more booze than you get applauses. So if you're waiting on applauses, we don't need you too weak for the game. We need people that's going to push when ain't nobody pushing. We need people that's going to speak when ain't nobody speaking. We need people to stand when the rest of y'all sit down. And we need people when you sit down, like the story I gave you about a sister bench, when you are sitting down and you're too weak to get up and you on the bench. When I say weak, I don't mean weak as spineless. I mean weak from being tired. I mean weak from being depressed. I mean weak because you have fought as long as you can fight. You have went as far as you can go. Then you need people like me that's going to stand for you when you're too tired to stand for yourself. And then there has to be somebody that's going to stand for me when I get tired. You don't think I get tired? Listen to the poem that I put out the other day when I said sometimes I want to give up. Sometimes I say, fuck it, I want to give up. But I believe that this love will grow. Talking about my love for black people. I'm Teslin Figaro. Go listen to the piece I put up. You don't think I get tired of fighting you and fighting them and fighting everybody else and fighting Spud too who get on my nerve all the time? Please, I get tired too. I appreciate you saying that about my badges. What Can you get badges to support you? I appreciate that. Can I give you an answer on that? I don't want nobody to give me nothing. You know why I say that? And I appreciate that. But you know why I don't take paper, uh, cash apps and uh, badges and all of that? Let me, you know, let me tell you why I don't. Because the moment that I do that is the moment that people think they can control me. See, I'm not m- motivated by money and I appreciate you wanting to support. But see, if I do that, then they're going to be saying, well, I support you. I gave a badge. So you should say this and say that knowing they lying. But they like to use it as a way to control. They like to say, well, she just be doing it to get a badge. I don't make a dollar off no damn Instagram. Instagram, you don't see me promoting ads. Don't nobody, they don't pay you based on how many. Shout out to a fan base. They do. They don't pay me. You know why I like to do it? Because I like to tell people to go to hell. When I say go to, when I say it, I like to say it with my chest out. I don't want nothing from you. See, that's a, see, that's so, y'all not used to that in the game. See, y'all used to every, every minister, every pastor asking for an offering at the end. You used to every pimp. Asking you to go stand out on the corner. You're used to every politician asking you for a donation. Oh, yeah, pastors, politicians, pimps. Go listen to the episode. See, I don't want nothing from you. See, that put fear into you because now, damn, what does she want? I, nothing. Nothing. I don't want shit from you. Shout out to you, uh, Miss Sweet. She said endorse her companies. You know, no, I don't even want you to do that because y'all not my clients. I, I run Tesla Figo Communications Group, a boutique staffing, a, a boutique consulting services. My clients are high profile thought leaders. So none of y'all on here, you're not even my clients. You literally can't do anything for me, literally. And I like it that way. Every bit of the game I'm giving you is free. And I don't want shit from you. Even when I'm doing the training, I do that for free. Because really people that can afford my training are paying 500 an hour at best. I don't want nothing from you because you'll never be able to say, but I give you donations, so you supposed to do what we, hell no, nah, uh-uh, no, no, no. I don't want your vote. I don't want your donation. I don't want nothing. So you can't cancel me. That make me one of the most dangerous in, on, in the world. Make me dangerous as hell. You can't cancel me, baby. I'm a go get a hustler. I don't have no problem selling shoes, doing Uber. I done did it all. I'll do it all before I beg, before I depend on y'all. I don't have no nonprofit. Nonprofits hire me as consultants, though. But I'm not no nonprofit, and I never will be one. And I'm not going to have no board. 
and you're not going to be able to tell them, well, we need to fire you, this and that. I did that one time and I should have never went from being a consultant to them trying to bring me on as a, a staff, which I did not, did not want to do. And they tried to cancel me for speaking for pro-black issues. You'll never get that chance again. Never. Because I didn't want to do that. Ask Spud in the comments. You know, I didn't want to do that. I know how to get it where I live. And I live below my means. I'm cheap as hell. I save my money like nobody's business. See, y'all just went through the pandemic for the first time. I've been going through the pandemic for the last 10 years plus. It's been many times where I may not have a check for five, six, seven months. See, I don't have no problem going to substitute for $55 a day or $90 a day, day by day until the next contract come in. See, I don't have no problem with this. See, y'all above that. One of my girls said, girl, you shouldn't be doing that. You could be, why, why I shouldn't be doing it? I'm not above it. What I ain't going to do is go sell my soul to a lot of these people that want to buy me to speak their talking points. That ain't going to happen because it actually is quite easily to do. For those of y'all that say she doing it like when they, when they don't like what I say, they'll say, oh, they paying her to do it. Show me where they paying me to talk about black people. Show me where that's at. Because if that's the case, I get I should get a big damn check. Show me where they doing that. They don't do that. They pay you to push democratic issues. Want to know? Go look and see. Go look and look and look how much the hosts the hosts get paid on MSNBC and all of them. They in five, 10, 15 million category. If I want to be Candace Owens and get millions and millions of dollars a year, that's easy. All I got to do is go to Fox. Y'all know I got their number. So all I got to do is go to Fox and talk about black on black crime and pulling ourselves about the bootstraps and black people, this, black that. If I want the bag, I know exactly where to get the bag. I know a lot of people on YouTube say that. They say, oh, if I wanted to do it, I could do it. But y'all know I really can do it, right? Y'all do know I can. It's not hard. I got their number. Y'all know I got their number because y'all see me on Fox. So it ain't hard to do. I could flip the switch like this on you. Very easy. It's also easy if I want to be a part of the Democrat establishment, the moderate. You want to know how easy it is? Very easy. Shit, Ben Crump over there with the, y'all see, that's my client. Ain't nothing. Hey, Ben, hey, call Jim Clyburn and call them. I, I, I want to be down with them. It ain't hard. I know literally I'm in the room with these people. It's not hard. You don't see me doing it, though, do you? That's where the bag is. The bag ain't never solo dolo, just so y'all know. And what I do get, I earn. But a damn show ain't the bag of the money. That's why people with these major platforms, million something followers on Instagram, they see me. They know what I say. You ain't going to see them repost my shit at all because it's going to make their people start looking at them like, hmm. Damn, she talking different. Why you don't talk like that? Then people going to start asking questions. Yeah, that's what it is. But remember, I'm not doing this to be seen. Because if I want to be seen, then again, I'll be on Fox News every single day telling you to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. They have more viewers than MSNBC and CNN combined. I choose to be a political contributor at BNC, where a lot of people are not watching, by the way. Which is why they may go off the air at the end of the year, because people are not watching. But it's important that I get more than two minutes to say what I got to say, which I get over there. And it's important that every time I get on the microphone, I'm able to spin every conversation into black people. So that's why I met Black News Channel. So that's what it is. So you got to be able to do what other people ain't willing to do. So don't come telling me I'm get must be getting paid because she no, it's quite the opposite, quite the opposite. You don't see me talking nothing but about this black shit. And that ain't paying, homie. Not like you think. And if it do, it's going to take you about 15, 20 years before you get profitable. And you don't have you don't have what it take to do that. Many of you are quit in the first six months. You know how I know? Because the pandemic knocked you down on your back. 
He was running around here, anxiety. What I was going to do? Oh, Lord, what I was going to do? I was at house chilling because I know what it means not to get. Oh, OK, I guess I ain't going to get paid for another six, seven months. See, that's been my life. I know what it's all about. I know what having to live on essential services mean. I know what, what only leave the house when you need something mean. I know what, okay, I can't afford that, so let me sit my monkey ass down. See, I know what all that means. I know what all that means way before the pandemic. Y'all the ones that went crazy on the pandemic, not me, because I've been self-employed, so I know what it means. I know how to go get it, how I live it. And when I say how I live it, that means I, li- I live below my means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what it means to work one and two and three jobs. Some of y'all barely make it to one. So you can never make two or three. Every opportunity in your life, you've let bypass you. Now, I say that to y'all on Instagram, but I could get paid to say it well on Fox because they would love for me to talk about how black people need to pull themselves up by the bootstrap. But I talk about that on my podcast with you and I and, you know, this conversation we're having. Not on national TV. But the reality of it is, some of y'all do need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. In your spare time, you should be working another job and another one and another one till you get to where you need to be. Well, they should. I should be having to work two jobs. That's capitalism and that's the problem now. Well, guess what? We're in capitalism. That's what it is. That's what it's going to be until it change. So until then, get your ass up and go get something. And if you don't want nothing, if mediocrity is fine for you, then just say that. I'm cool with the minimum. Somebody's asking who owns BNC Network. What does it matter? What does that have to do with what I'm saying? I'm not staff. I say what I say on BNC, Fox, MSNBC. See, that type of shit. I know where those talking points. Oh, but it's owned by a minority. It's not owned. It's 50% black, by the way. But it's uh, other people own it. Who give a damn? Who give a damn? My commentary is the same on Fox. MSNBC, CNN, BNC, Straight Shot No Chaser, Breakfast Club, radio show, blog talk radio. Who give a damn? I'm talking about me. Don't nobody tell me what to do. Revolt TV, we talking about me and Tesla Figaro. So I don't know. And that may not be you, brother, but I know I see a lot of that on Twitter because y'all do realize I I watch the same YouTube people that y'all watch. So I know where y'all be getting them talking points. And you also know that people on YouTube get paid for you to click. Y'all do know that, don't you? Just so we can be clear. People make tens of thousands of dollars of clicking, of you clicking on YouTube. And so they rather you not watch BNC at all so you could just click to them and tune in for them for the news. I don't get paid on YouTube. You know how I can prove it? My YouTube channel, all you gotta do is go look it up. You can look up and see if somebody getting something on YouTube, by the way. My YouTube channel that probably only has about 4,000 subscribers all of those clips are from TV, from my TV clips. And you can't get paid off of reproducing. It has to be original content. Now, I do have another YouTube page that I started called Straight Shot No Chaser, where I am going to start uploading my videos. And yes, that possibly could make money. But guess what? It's only one video on it. I don't even have the time to upload it. So I say again, I'm not getting paid off this game. There's literally no motivation, literally no incentive behind it at all. I don't know, y'all. We're not going to hang out. We're not going to go nowhere together. You're not going to be my best friend. There's literally, I'm just giving you the truth. Use a loser can't make you choose it. It's up to you. So be careful when you're hearing, oh, yeah, but they own this and that. Because a lot of the people that are saying that, they're getting paid off YouTube. And who own YouTube? The white man. Oh, but I'm free. I can say what I want to say on YouTube. Not really, because they pull down videos all the time. So white supremacy is in charge of this shit, period. And when y'all hear things like, oh, 
Because you hear somebody on TV, oh, he's saying that because he worked there. It's not true. That's not how the news business works. They don't tell you what to say. It's live. Nobody's ever told me what to say. So, those who say that don't really know much about the news business. And you know what's interesting? I've seen some of these same people talk that shit, but the minute the news call them and say, we want you to come on, guess look how fast they be running, going to get their haircut and their outfits and all of that. So you got to be careful, like how you who you're listening to and know that everybody has a motive and it could be a good motive, a bad motive, doesn't have to be negative, but everybody got an agenda. And if you don't have an agenda. If you don't have an agenda, then you're not focused because you should have an agenda in all things that you do. Everything should be an agenda, meaning, OK, I'm I'm planning to go to the grocery store. My agenda is to get this, 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 and I'm going to do that. Like have an agenda, be focused, don't be aim, don't just be aimlessly. So run around aimlessly. Nothing's wrong with having an agenda. Okay? So the people that you're listening to that's talking about who own BNC and why they don't this and this and that, they're trying to get you to watch their BNC, their YouTube, their channel, because they make money off of it. That's just the reality. And it don't mean that they don't bring up great points, because they do. They bring up great points. But as soon as somebody black want to put their money up, I'm more than happy to join. Oh, guess what? Somebody did do that at Revolt TV, owned by Puff, 100% black owned. And y'all don't support that either. Oh, yeah, but we don't like Puff because he did this and that. Oh, okay. Well, see, y'all not happy about nothing then. So this ain't really about if who own it. This is about y'all just find shit to say because that's what people and that's what people do on social media. Just find shit to say. It's a cesspool of misery. That's the reality. All right, guys, you've been listening to Straight Shot No Chaser IG Live. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Teslin Figaro, the one and only. There's not another Teslin Figaro, so you have no problem trying to find me. Locate me on Twitter and Instagram from time to time. We go IG Live so that I can talk to you, watch the comments, interact as we move forward. This week, again, I wanted to address gas prices and the nerve of you who have a problem with those that do manual labor. Let's make sure that we have empathy and that we have respect and that we have love for our brothers and sisters that may not have the opportunity to work from home. And if you don't, then just keep it pushing. Stay out my comments because I'm not talking to you. Two things can be done at the same time. I believe that people should be able to work from home. And I also believe that people that still got to drive to work shouldn't have to pay damn near six dollars a gallon for gas. You've been listening to Straight Shot No Chaser Instagram Live. Use it. Lose it. Can't make it. Choose it. Peace. If you like what you heard on Straight Shot No Chaser, please subscribe and drop a five-star review and tell a friend. Straight Shot No Chaser is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm Teslin Figaro, and I'd like to thank our producer, editor, mixer, Dwayne and our executive producer, Charlemagne Nagat. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems 
may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.